I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thanks to PIA for supporting FilmSAC. PIA stands for Private Internet Access, and they take privacy very seriously. Not only does PIA hide your IP address, it encrypts your entire connection. Right now, go to PIAVPN.com slash FilmSAC and get a whopping 82% off your VPN service, plus four free months with a two-year contract. Well, the president's had to make some tough decisions. But when these policies are carried out and the economic climate improves, as we confidently expect it will, the people will rally to support the president in the upcoming primaries. A lot can happen between now and then. <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> Sure. Hello and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack episode 584, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. My name is Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. He likes to hang around bridges and aim gigantic directional microphones at people Dunaway. Hey, those people down there kissing? Mmm, sounds... Mm. Oh, hi. <laughs> this week on Film Sack, we break out our long-range ASMR Mr. Microphones. Hey, good-looking. We'll be back to pick you up later when the drugs wear off. And point our mics directly at Philadelphia's early 1980s sleazy slasher film scene in pursuit of some wind sounds and the perfect girls being stabbed by a knife scream. Eek! I could do better. Pull my hair. Too much. What? What? This is how the sausage is made. Get in the sound booth and listen to that sausage sizzle. Mmm. Dirty Palma sausage. Anywho, <laughs> I was sitting around in my filthy wife beater last night thinking, hey, what is that? Spaghetti sauce? How'd I get spaghetti sauce under the armpit area? I must be eating spaghetti wrong. Additionally, I was thinking, <laughs> should I be trusting the government? Seems to me they could be trying to cover something up like, did we really land on the moon? Was there a second gunman on the grassy knoll? Was Greece really a, just a dream? I mean, it seems to me that Sandy might have drowned at the beach in the beginning and the whole thing was a dream. I mean, the car flies off at the end. Well, Travolta, did she drown? Now you're saying no, but your eyes are saying yes. Take me like De Palma's wife in a spaghetti-stained wife beater on a dirty hotel bed, which also sounds like no. Randy, you were just an ear witness to an intro assassination. 
Now let me hear you scream. <laughs> oh, top stuff. Best of the year wow. so far. Nicely done. High, yeah. high new watermark for Brian Dunaway to try to reach for Woo. future episodes. Nice job. Uh, also with us, Randy, he has 20 minutes and $20, Jordan. Well, you can't tell by the way I use my mic. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Good morning, officers. Welcome to the city police. And by city, I mean a highly populated place with millions of people. <laughs> We're just a few steps from an utterly quiet park that you could record nature sounds in. And only one car might ever come along. A huge city with so many people that if you murdered a woman by rolling down a hill with her like a circus act, no one would find the body until you called it in. But we're the police. We play by the rules. And here are the rules. Number one. Oh boy. Remember, there are always so many witnesses to a crime. I mean, every crime has a camera guy pointed at it and a sound guy and an owl and a frog. It's like a Disney movie out there. Number two. Our job as police is to harass and intimidate the witnesses. If possible, convince them to disappear altogether. Do this in a crowded public place like a hospital. Number three, once you've attended to rules one and two, you disappear. You're not the authority in this town. That job is left to the local news. Which station? I don't know. I don't watch the news. Oh, it's too bad. The news. Uh, also with us, I, and finally, I'm Frank Donahue. That's right. I own City News. Frank Donahue, eight <laughs> Frank million, Donahue. eight million sons of bitches. He listens to him or whatever he said. And easy to imitate. That's right. Brian, he keeps yanking on his watch string, and it never says anything a bit. Ah, what a beautiful night! What a what a perfect night, as a matter of fact, to capture some audio for the podcast. I've got my giant reel-to-reel tape recorder, my headphones, and my enormous phallic microphone wand, and I'll just sit here on this bridge in the park. Let's see what kinds of sounds I can capture. <gasps> Ooh, what's that? It's a frog making a sound like a Chuck E. Cheese token being dropped onto a Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> That'd be good if I need any f- sounds that don't sound like frogs. What else? Oh, I hear a young couple. A uh, young couple. I hear couple. a young couple. <laughs> you know, a young who's a, couple. Who's a good couple? Who's a good, who's a good couple? <laughs> oh, I hear a young couple groping each other by a park bench. I must have been putting park bench there in the puppet. I think I'll record them for a really awkward amount of time, and then I'll continue to record them for a couple minutes more. Ah, there, that ought to do it. Wait. What's that noise? It sounds like a Navy shipment on shore leave, and it sounds like he's purchasing something. Hmm. He's either buying cassette tapes, $20 for 20 minutes, $30 for 30 minutes, or he's doing the worst job of haggling with a prostitute that I've ever heard. I'll record some of that for Randy's next Twitter post about a Saturday night at my house. Oh, let's listen over here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is hurting my ears. What the hell is making all this racket? Oh, I've got to lower the gain on my reel-to-reel so I can hear it a little bit better. It sounds like it sounds like the loudest motel wallpaper I've ever heard. <laughs> that was loud. It was very loud. Very loud. How can you sleep mic. in that room? Yeah, you can oh. almost say it was a blowout. Loud. Oh. Ah, oh, it was a blowout. The name of the movie from 1981 that felt like it was filmed in 1975, right? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. Scott, yeah. are you saying that the the phrase blowout is a double entendre? I think oh, it, it's I a think triple it could, entendre. Yeah, I it could be triple. Yeah, because it's both the uh, you're you're blowing out the 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 story, the conspiracy, 
you're blowing right. out the sound. Right, because right, yeah. he's a sound guy. Yeah, and he's, right. a, he's afraid of the, getting a blowout. Yeah, yeah, and then he had a blowout on the tire. Yep, yep. Right. And I think uh, Nancy Allen's hair at one point uh, she had a blowout done. <laughs> blowout. Right. It's, it's a quad. It's a quadra. Quad tantandra. A quadron tantandra. Quad tantandra is what it's called. Yep. Right. And then I would argue that the sailor in the uh, phone booth was a bit of a blowout, and uh, <laughs> you got five. So uh, yeah, whatever. Well, what you call would you that. do if uh, if uh, with Gal uh, popped a fifty on the on the glass? Uh, if it was the guy who was going to ban uh, dancing in his hometown, I think I would be a little nervous about it. I would be like, <laughs> right. right this is by far the most we've ever like- used the title of the of the movie. <laughs> and I got to say, I never knew this movie existed. Same. Until same. Yeah, I had no I, idea. No, oh, idea. Well, I did not. Never heard of Obama did. And this. I think I was the no. one who said, "Oh, we need to." That's that's on you know on streaming. We good. need to watch it. Yeah. When you uh, when Ibit when you suggested it, I thought you had I thought you had suggested some early aughts thing or some nineties thing. I don't know why I thought it was later uh yeah. but i, I thought well i've seen all this. the palma movies i thought i had i had not seen this i'd never heard of it mm. i didn't know about tarantino's freaking uh lifelong boner for this yes. movie yeah um, and then, it changed and it changed it, everything for me i i thank you yeah. i had yeah, yeah. everything yeah. changed after this movie so have you seen so the other one i feel like would be perfect for film sack is one called body double i've heard of Do- body double never saw it Okay. Definitely that, heard of it. Yeah, that's that's the next one we need to keep an eye out for for another brand. Now, De Palma. Is this also mm-hmm. a De Palma? It's yeah. also De Palma, and it's it's his love letter to Alfred Hitchcock but by say, trying to use as many Alfred Hitchcockisms in I, one film. It's almost like High Anxiety, yeah. uh, which was the Mel Brooks. I can't believe. Parody I, I love. I love uh, Hitchcock. So I was. Yeah, I have yeah. not given De Palma. I didn't realize how much he homage to uh, to, to Hitchcock. I didn't realize it really that. does, and this one even does too, right? Because it's like oh, a, yeah. it's like two, rear window, two, two basically, scenes. with audio yeah. instead of instead of a camera. What's yeah. a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a continual bummer to me that uh, so De Palma's part of those that that crew of filmmakers who all hung yes. out and had shared bedrooms, not bedrooms, but like were roommates. And, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. So you had him, you had, you had, you had Spielberg, you had Scorsese, you had um, Lucas. Lucas, and who's yeah. the dude that made um, uh, Godfather? I can't think of his name. Uh, 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 Cor- Coppola. Francis. Coppola. Oh, Fra- yeah, Francis was, Ford Coppola. Ooh. These guys all friends, all hanging out. There's video of them playing pool when they're in their 20s. Like these guys all, you know, whatever. And they all kind of went in these very different directions. Yeah. But all all were like these auteurs of their time. They changed film moving forward. And I would argue early De Palma did that as well. Um, well, and De Palma himself went in different directions. Like he, oh, he, he didn't stick with like in his early career. Now we can now see he was like trying to combine macabre with film noir. Right. Yeah. yeah right. And yeah. doing it very successfully and doing it always with Nancy Allen for some reason. Well, they were married. But, oh, okay, right. yeah. I think yeah, they got cheap. married. I think they got married after he made three movies, which with her. As <laughs> yes. The star. Yeah. yeah. This, but, this was the. Right after Carrie, and then this one they is one where they got married. Oh, yeah. she was well, also married in, at this point because she was in he, Dress to Kill, and she was in Home Movies. Like right. it was, it's like a, a really impressive little string. Yeah, all, I mean, all, all, I'd, I'd marry Nancy Allen. She's a cute, yeah. sure, but, yeah, she's lovely. Like, dude, yeah, my point she, was going to be he uh, he goes and makes Scarface, and that's a big deal. 
Yeah. And then like for him and his career, that's a, that's a big deal. And then he starts doing different things. He does, you know, like he he does wise guys in the untouchables and you think, Oh, well that's Brian De Palma now. No, no, no. He does bonfire of the vanities and he does, you know, like he ends up directing the first mission impossible later. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, he's got some skills. He definitely has some skills, but man, this is where I was heading to with this. All those names I just mentioned. With maybe the exception of George Lucas, who kind of did his thing and then it stayed being his thing. And then it's the yeah, biggest okay. thing ever. And now he's just, you know, he's rich until he dies because of the thing he did. But Brian De Palma is the one that kind of didn't see the Spielberg or Scorsese track record. Like his latest thing, a movie called Domino with that guy from Game of Thrones in it, Jamie Lannister in it. Uh, terrible movie by all accounts. <laughs> it's like not a good movie oh, at really? all. Yeah. Um, Black Delilah redacted. You mentioned oh, Mission to Mars is horrendously bad. Um, I would actually argue the last good thing he made was probably Carlito's Way. Maybe Mission Impossible ones holds up. I don't know, but just kind of a rough tale there, you know. And I don't know why, because yeah. the guy clearly like watching this. There's some cheese in this. It's you know, it's definitely late seventies, yeah. early eighties, and some of the stuff's kind of bad, but. Well- but it's Plus got some stuff. It's got some meat in there, man. It's pretty good. Right. Yeah. The, the, also the fact that he was... Okay, so if, if you were alive when the, when the Kennedy assassination happened, if you were living during that time frame, you definitely would have been all on conspiracies, right? Especially governmental conspiracies. And that this ref- reflects all of that corruption This in that in that area. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it, I, I still, it, it I, we've been so inundated with conspiracy shit in the last couple of years that I was kind of like, almost like, Oh, I don't know if I can really deal with this mm-hmm. with, with the, you know, the rise of conspiracy again. Uh, so I, I, I pulled a trick on myself. Um, no, did you? I, you know, I'd never watched this movie. I'm going <laughs> right. into it. I'm like, Oh, it's 1980. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't hate Brian De Palma, but I don't trust him. Like I'm going into this thing with some, with some trepidation. <laughs> mm. And what I did was I watched this movie and then I immediately watched the saint starring Val Kilmer, right. like just right after this movie. And it made me enjoy blowout a lot more than I, would have otherwise because i I love the saint and i love the styling and the music and everything and it just put me in such a good frame of mind (laughs) to kind (laughs) of consider what i had seen with blowout Mm -hmm. um i like i I don't know if this is a trick that you ever you ever do to yourself but (laughs) no i it was it was great no it's an interesting yeah Ah, interesting way of dealing with it randy what's really weird (laughs) is that blowout is the the very fact next movie makes a scarface which is just an insane jump, yeah. like wow! And then, then it's what four years till Untouchables, which feels like a whole different era to me, a whole different film oh, type, a whole different yeah. everything. Like, oh, totally. but he he wrote and directed Body Double in there. Yeah, yeah, he's got. It's and, not. I'm not saying those are bad things. I'm saying like I can't believe the short amount of time there is between Blowout and Untouchables. That blows right, my mind. Right, right. Like just six years. Really, it's like nothing. This is a really good experimental film. But, you know, because they experiment with all kinds of uh, with with the audio stuff is definitely experimental. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah. Uh, did anybody else feel like uh, you were paying a lot more attention to the sound design of the movie than usual? Absolutely. Oh, oh, I had, sure. You had to. I even right? had complaints. Intentional. That, like like that, that frog sound. Listen, if I'm the sound designer of this film, I'm going to find a frog sound that sounds more like a damn frog than, than clunk. Yeah, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Some of that was weird. But I, the, I guess the, it's kind the, of a weird they, ask, yeah. though, when you think about it. It's like, hey, sound design guy, we need you 
to make movie magic, right? So we need to have you do a frog, but we can't make it be uninteresting. We can't just map it straight, play it straight. We got to make it like, you know, over the top because it's acting, right? It's still part of acting over the top. And and, uh, acting is all about kind of not just emoting, but over emoting to like get the, get the The point across, get the point across. And so uh, you, that's why you kind of have to, if you're a sound designer, I'm assuming you have to find these sounds that sound way more like what people think that that should sound like than, than, than what it actually sounds like. Right. Like it needs right. to be more over the top, more of an exaggerated sound than just the, oh, that's actual that's actually what that sounds like. That's damn boring. <laughs> yeah. I mean I would, I would argue I would argue for its time this movie had some pretty impressive sound. Like oh God, yes. It was yeah. a it was assault Even on now. ears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I'd also like to ask, did you did you ever feel like you were seeing some great auteur cinematography? Because yes. I did. I did in oh, bits for, for sure. sure. Oh yeah. 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 There were times where I was like like the bedroom the the room in the hotel or the hotel room with dennis franz being all slimy and gross and creepy and yeah that stuff that stuff seemed like you could film that no matter who you were but there were other times in this movie where i was like oh this is all right and him like him running this is a love letter this is a love letter to hitchcock right the the visual style of it and Mm -hmm. so to do that but also put your own spin on it and see i feel like there was some stuff that is experimental too like the the distracting uh split screen kind of stuff with like you've got the owl's head close up on the right side of the screen and then and then uh, john travolta on the other half of the screen like he's got some superpower that he's (laughs) i guess he did right that super hearing with his uh yeah and that's and that's entirely vilmos sigmund the cinematographer for this movie yeah um like I was I, I was just like I feel like I've seen these kinds of compositions before, and sure Absolutely. enough, he shot Deer Hunter and he shot yeah. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, oh, wow. and and so like he, this is this is sort of later in his storied career, yeah. And, and like there's just like it's you're, you're not overwhelmed by it. This movie is not a hundred percent wild compositions. A lot of it is right. just telling a story, but a lot of times you're like wow i i love how he pulls away and these two stunt actors are rolling down a hill clutching each other you know and like that was a weird scene scene, Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. yeah i had to roll back uh, i was like did he do that on purpose or did he trip oh yeah he tripped he's supposed to be tripping and falling down the thing that was kind of accidental yeah Uh, it's funny that this movie was such a flop because like you said randy you've got this cinematographer who's known for all these other amazing things you've got uh, director, right? Brandon Palma, known for all these other things. You've got a cast uh, like uh, John Travolta and John Lithgow and and uh, uh, Nancy Allen, who had been doing a couple things. It's like this, you know, everything should have led this to be a uh, a box office hit. And I don't know what made it what made it I, fall. I feel like, if it was, I feel like the mark- I think it's probably the. I feel like it's kind of like the marketing. I was curious about this too because be, it it, yeah. it kind of just it fell short. I don't know if the studio just didn't get behind it. Well, what was the marketing it? then? It would have been what like ads and movie poster and movie the posters newspaper, and newspaper, newspaper okay. ads probably. Yeah, I, I to I, me I think it's because it's also really hard edge. Like this is R as hell, and there's no way this <laughs> especially is especially Travolta. Yeah. It, like around the middle of the movie, he just decides that the F word is going to be okay. Oh yeah, he's just gonna like <laughs> not just okay, but like his favorite word after yeah. that, and it's fine. Yeah, but you yeah. know, there's a lot of boobs. There's some implied violence that's pretty gnarly. There's a lot of other stuff going on that I think yeah. probably at the time would maybe it was considered a little too hard, a little too rough for, right. uh, for so, mainstream. Um, 
Yeah. My answer for me, the answer ah. to why would why would you come out of this movie if you'd seen it in 1980 and not tell other people to see it? Because that's that's what causes a movie to flop. <laughs> yes, is right. people don't go tell other people to see it. Yeah, right. uh, and the answer is it's just so bleak. I like yeah. I, there's nothing uplifting in the entire movie, and sometimes I'm in the mood for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But you know, having just watched The Saint immediately afterwards, I'm like, oh yeah, you can have a sense of humor. You can sometimes lighten the mood, and then right. that makes the exciting parts even more exciting. Sure. And this movie just didn't do that. That's just not in Brian De Palma's wheelhouse. You know, he's yeah. he, he's not going to lighten really, the mood. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a very good point because uh, especially when you think of the career of Travolta before this, he'd had Saturday Night Fever. He'd had Grease. He'd had two really big bombastic characters that he's played. Welcome Back Cotter is the... Welcome Back Cotter too, yeah. 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 And then uh, he to do this where he's kind of dour and uh, and and you know not a happy ending. It's kind of like what happened with uh, Jim Carrey with the number twenty three, mm. the movie oh. the number twenty three, which was really good, but it was not the Jim Carrey I, that people I, were. Yeah, I'm guess, to see. I guess I'm guilty too because I remember seeing that and going, oh. I might watch that one day when it's on video or something. I don't want. I yeah. well, I want a Jim Carrey movie. I want to. I'm not going to go watch him do something. You like want that. Uh, Ace Ventura? I mean, even yeah. Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. His character is not a goofy Jim Carrey character. His character right. itself is kind of depressing then, and and. But then I did watch The Majestic, and I was actually excited about seeing that. I don't know. Yeah. What the quite the blend was in my head that just wasn't making sense. But I I love it when actors do that. Like when uh, yeah. Sandler did Punch Drunk Love or uh, Rain Over Me or Robin like, Williams' entire career. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I just a one hour photo or yeah, yeah insomnia. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. I, but but again, for me, like coming into this movie, I'm like I I am stuck in that mindset that you're talking about where. I think of him as Vinnie Barbarino sure. and not as a professional and highly well-paid actor. And then this movie surprises me. He's the best thing in the movie for me. He really I, is. I, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm impressed with his emotion. Yeah, I'm impressed good. with his characterization. Yeah, the yeah. guy is standing on a bridge holding a microphone. And I'm like, I really feel that he's that character the trivia the trivia the trivia tries to give this spin on it it says that john travolta suffered from insomnia during the entire shoot his lack of sleep helped him create a very moody performance which is why his character is so downtrodden throughout the movie it seems like i have a little story for that i'm not sure that's 100 true but he is very good in it and tarantino in an interview claimed that it was this film and specifically tarantino's casting uh, or why he casted travolta was because of this film uh because he felt like he just absolutely loved him in that yeah, he was like, plus that was a version to five dollar milkshakes. He was like, I gotta have them. <laughs> yeah, I gotta have them. It's like uh, it's, feet. I t- I do actually believe the insomnia thing because there are times when you get a close up on John Travolta's face <laughs> and his eyes, and they are like red, and they look they look yeah. just like painful. It's like, oh man, that dude needs some sleep. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like- I'm I'm not even noticing his big giant dimple in his chin right now. Wow, look at this. What is <laughs> that's right? Exactly. Yeah. So Brian, the way, when Ibbett said the number twenty three was good, I went to look it up. Did anyone did anyone see that? I've never seen the number twenty three. <laughs> I didn't see I've it. I've seen it. See yeah. It. The the reviews on that thing, Rotten Tomatoes got it at seven percent. Is oh, that God, make it man. like? Really? Is that too low for even film sack? Like I don't even know. I feel like we no, ought to watch that. I don't that. think so. I think that's that. But that, that's that's critical, 7%, right? Look that's not at audience. That. 
Audience score is well, 56. So I, I think yeah. we should really. Yeah, it's still that pretty low, though. Audience scores tend to skew yeah. high. They tend to go yeah, high. I might, so. Maybe I'm remembering it being better than it really is. But it it's what makes it good for film sack is it's a high profile actor in a movie where everything should line up for them to be for it to be really good and doesn't and why doesn't it why isn't it good yeah. and that makes for a lot of great conversation for us i uh, think i did see a little bit of this one day i think somebody else was watching it and i said mm, i'll come back to it later i've never Once seen it <laughs> for some reason i just can't do it mm. it I is just, it's kind of, i mean it's it no doubt it is depressing it is not a happy a happy film. It's just I, a, you're just going to pretend like I didn't post a uh, lure of the triangle in the, in the discord <laughs> poster. Fine. Okay. Whatever. Loose. No, I saw it. It's, I saw it. It's such a, it is such a believable, like we were talking about ski movies and, and other yeah, movies yeah. that came out in the eighties, like Porky's and uh summer rental and stuff like that, that had movie posters that looked just like this. It was yep, some yes. nondescript woman's body with, uh, you know, some, some, aspect of it that made it larger than life what, there's, the a ship, hard bodies, there's a ship there's a ship going there's a ship yes. going into this lady's bikini bottom yeah, uh, right. uh, and it is called lure of the triangle look it up this is an actual movie they was walking through the studio the this slasher low rent uh studio production house that they had there yeah and this is one of those on the i was like oh, surely is this is this a real movie oh, i thought it was just movie. like a joke poster that they had i did the, too uh, yeah. all of the all the posters i was like oh that can't be real that can't be real i looked them up these are all real movies. It's hard now, to take seriously guns. when the tagline is loose lips sink ships. <laughs> right. Oh, my yes. God. Implying that that <laughs> ship is loose. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think it's talking about that. Yeah. So, so I, I said a little while ago that I, you know, I, I wish this movie had a little more uh, good humor, just a little light. light. There yeah. is a running joke, like a gag in this film. And the problem with it is it never lands. It never sits right because mm. it's in. It's always in the wrong place. And it is this uh, very cheap <laughs> semi-porn filmmaker is trying to get a a good sound in a spot in this softcore porn movie, and it takes him the entire time. It takes him weeks. The only thing he's working oh, on for yeah. weeks is getting a sound it, recorded and inserted into this. And it's just not funny. You know, but no, it is funny not. because I laughed at the end because they got me. The Palma gave me at the opening said, here is a B story. I was like, okay, cool. He's got to find a scream while he's doing everything right. else. Okay, right. cool. The B story ended up being the star and the A story died out and was totally gone. And I was like, that was really, I didn't know what to think of then. I was sitting there. Bait and switch. The, uh, it had been bookends. It might have been funny, but we, we visit that. We visit that joke four times in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think it's, it's, horrible like i think if i'm if i'm john travolta the last thing i want to do no matter how good that scream is yeah. uh every time and, and you see it on his face he's, you know he's he, crying he, while they're he's playing crying. it it's but, fantastic. like i wouldn't even i wouldn't even offer that up to the director and say uh hey i got a really good scream here yeah, it's my girlfriend it murdered. <laughs> here play it <laughs> that was a real twisted thing to do at the end in a way that yeah, you didn't feel like it. like what else would you do i guess the whole thing turns out he's the one that kills lithgow with the ice pick the news and everybody else is convinced that she killed him before succumbing to the attack Uh, clearly they don't have very good investigators or (laughs) anything (laughs) 
They and, should have uh, shown us, by the way, like a, a little a little hole in the that whole story that I don't like. They should have shown us uh, John Travolta taking the wire off of Nancy Allen's body. Yes, overtly like a big old with him. a yeah, big yeah, old yeah. burn hole in her too. Because I was I was trying not to laugh at the <laughs> scene where the guy was getting the you know sweating and the burn hole was going through his chest. I'm like, this yeah, is did you serious, Brian? Oh, yeah. yeah, did you did you know that when uh, when you need to kill somebody, you can just hang them? You're like the sh- a, a, a human being. Probably fighting back against you. You can just hang him. Oh yeah, no and, problem. Yeah. In, yeah. Less, in less than Especially three that minutes, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. In less than three minutes, he hung this guy with a shoelace. Yeah, I'm assuming it was a shoe. Was it the wire? I'm not sure. It might have been the wire. No, I mean, well, if it's the, the wire, there's no way a wire would hold that guy. Right. Oh. The victim here was a cop, by right. the way. So he wasn't right. like Undercover. he right. wasn't like some school teacher or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it, weird. Uh, but not only that, it's like I don't know if you've seen John Lithgow, but he's a six foot four skinny man. He is a very right. thin dude, and there's no way he wrestled that guy into a hanging. Right. Well, that wasn't him. That was the mob. Yeah, it was some monster from. Oh, I thought it was him. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Flashback story. When Lithgow kills a woman in a bathroom stall while she's brushing her teeth, because you know you always (laughs) brush. Kind of funny too, though. Um, That that actually worked for me. I was like, man, this is a this is some. I feel like I'm seeing something I haven't before. At the same time, I feel like I've seen it a million times. You know, like it, it was a really perfect little scene it was it was, it was genuine wasn't it, but it wasn't uh, how, how high like what are you standing on that you can lean that far over into another stall to pick somebody right. up with your your garret wire and he's, uh he's standing on the toilet of course yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. he's a tall guy he's toilet, not that tall he's not uh roll <laughs> like minute bowl i don't know i've that. never been to the uh the the equivalent of the uh what, what exactly where they're supposed to be at it's in philadelphia it's, right uh, what, philadelphia, what was that's that a Penn grand Station. central Penn Station. Okay, Penn that makes Station, sense. I think it's, yeah. it's where oh my the God. murder. It's where they look for uh, Lucas Haas and Witness. Oh, the same, yeah, same that's bathroom. right. I yeah. please, please tell me that Scott captured some of the monotone lady there because she's not a computer, but God, she does the best computer I voice. I did because oh, it's the, weird. The Hagley, Hagley prostitute. Yeah. 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 No, no, the no, lady no, no, the, the announcing. Yeah, when you're in the oh, station and you hear gosh. the announcer going, "We are going to open gate four, please if make your way to Philadelphia." <laughs> so the humans are dead. It's like that. So I just looked up John Lithgow's height, and yeah. he's yeah. Uh, in real life he's six foot four. Six, so yeah, if four, you okay. if you put him on a two and a half foot high <laughs> toilet. He's gonna so is, he's gonna be way up. Randy's there. been doing. Yeah, but again, but, keep in mind that toilet is not. You know, it's got about a foot between that and the edge of the stall. Sure. Those were oh, no, big I, stalls. So did we? But, yeah, did we have me, higher stalls me, or lower stalls? And I want a myth I bust. I want a myth bust. Yeah, myth bust. Me, six two. I want to try and recreate this. So let me let me. Which let me one of you guys wants side, to brush bro. your teeth in Please a toilet? <laughs> I, I want to step to the side on this topic though, because I looked up John Lithgow's height, and he's six foot four. Yeah. And Google said people also search for the height of. Uh, Jeff Bridges, Bridges who's six foot one, six one. People yeah. apparently, when people search for John Lithgow, they also search for the height of Kristen Johnson uh, from uh, Third Rock, right? Yeah. So right. that's uh, six. She's six feet tall, exactly. That's impressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! But so then, I thought she was taller. But yeah. then, for some reason, people also search for Aaliyah Shawkat, the, oh, really? maybe from. Uh, Arrested, Arrested Development. development? What? Yeah. What's she doing in here? How tall to- ta- is she? Tall or something? And we don't know. No, it? she's five well, five. She must have been I don't, I don't get it. You how know tall what? Is Gwendolyn Christie, because that's that's right? who I'd also expect to see. You know what yeah. it sounds like to yeah. me? You've just read off three actors that were all in the uh, the Old Man, the recent uh, Hulu series. Oh, you're oh, right. That's why. So there's it's probably funny, yeah. It's a funny thing to like watch a movie and say. I wonder how tall all these people are. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I can understand way. starting with Lithgow because he is very tall, and so maybe you're like, oh, well, who? How do these other people stack? I mean, I could sort of see I, it, but why was the why did the algorithm yeah. change to I be everybody to, in that cast? That's weird. I need you to know, Brian, that uh, our Lady Brianna Tarth is uh, six foot three. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And more importantly, Sophie Turner is five foot nine, and Kit Harrington is five foot eight. Yeah. <laughs> poor Kit. He's I a just love kid. that little fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say poor Kit. He's about to get. They, they, they've pulled some of the Game of Thrones spinoffs they were going to do, but they're keeping his. So he's going to do just fine. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's getting a, He's getting oh, his yeah. own. Do you guys? Uh, do you guys ever? Uh, you know, you guys ever meet up with some uh, sailors? You know, for a dollar per dollar. You know, <laughs> dollar per minute kind of I deal. Know, I know. I if that is man, if that is the rate. Like if they yeah. if they charge that like it's a nine seven six number, I pretty much yeah. I could be two bucks one and done in five minutes. Yeah. Right, exactly yeah. five bucks. I'm just, I'm just glad she went and brushed her teeth. That's all I got to say. I just, I'm glad <laughs> yes, she exactly that was important. That was some satisfaction. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you do. If, if, I know I kind of look like Winston Churchill, but I really want you to brush your teeth before you <laughs> right, uh, go down right before me. she brushed her teeth. I I do not understand what she was trying to communicate to John Lithgow through the glass. They no. five, five I think, minutes. I understand oh, what he was communicating. I understand well, sure. that perfectly because he's holding up uh, like a hundred dollar bill. Or a something. fifty. He's holding up a fifty. Which yeah. why would you brush your teeth between though? Then I mean, you're, you're, oh, whatever. I can't just, sit. <laughs> I could not sit in a phone booth for fifty minutes. I don't care what I'm doing. In yeah, there. no kidding. Right? You can be on the. I don't want to be on the phone for fifty minutes. <laughs> you don't want to be down at the bottom either. No. no. Hell no. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. What gross got out the most? Actually, I wrote down. What grows oh, me? I, yeah, I, this is if, if you guys have a specific thing, tell me what you think it is. But I'll tell you, it's more broad. So you tell me. Oh, really? Oh, is I it, have a very specific broad. Thing. Yeah, oh, it's, very, uh, it's very broad. It's Dennis Franz ping while he's talking to Nancy <laughs> Allen. That was pretty. Not bad. washing his hands and then coming over and touching her uh, fur coat and uh, uh, in, you in know a what? movie about sound design. How did we not get the stream sound this, during the that? Pornest, oh, I thought the we did. I heard it. I, I heard I it too. Really. It was a little bit. It wasn't it? Was, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. But it wasn't over the top like you like yeah, you would yeah. expect for well, the rest of all this. Dennis Franz, he's got a little yeah. bit of a trickle thing from an enlarged he's prostate. <laughs> <laughs> he's always he's out of her age ten. He's just that guy. So hold on a second though. I feel like the you may have cracked a new egg here on the show. Uh, I was going to be more broad and just say everything in this movie was kind of gross, like just this late seventies <laughs> dirty city yeah, yeah. kind of thing. But you kind of, I think you steered me back and gave, I think we're giving posthumous award back to the peeing Dennis Franz. To peeing and not washing your hands and, and carrying yeah. around the bottle that you're drinking from by the lip of the bottle. Yep. After yep. you're peeing and yep. not washing your hands. Yeah, he was, was legit gross. About, Everything he did was gross. Manny. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that ridiculous That apartment bottle. was sticky, by the way. I was mad at that bottle because that <laughs> bottle, bottle. That bottle yeah. was important, right? You're trying to get drunk yeah. and you're trying to get her drunk so you can jump her. And then when she goes and busts it over his head, it's completely empty. Yeah, There was yeah. not a drop of yeah. liquid in it. And if you did that to me or anybody, it would just upset me. It yeah. wouldn't yeah. Make knock you me out or kill me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. thing broke so hard, like it wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't even feel it. It yeah. broke so well. Yeah, it broke amazingly. She, she, her whole undercover trick was a series of lucky events for her. Like, like she shouldn't yeah. have. That shouldn't have gone so well. But in the end, I have to admit, her dying surprised me. Um, yeah, yeah. I, what didn't surprise me is how was she was going to live. Yeah, what didn't surprise me is how cheesy the hot sauce ring looked around her neck. But other than that, <laughs> I know that looks stupid. Yeah, was that medium or hot Taco Bell packet? Yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. just looked wrong. But but that did look wrong. But her death surprised me, and I and I I I 
<clears throat> I don't know if this is good or bad, but I went into this movie with really my only knowledge of it was the Tarantino love for it. Sure. And so I, wa- I watched it with those eyes the entire time going, all right, what would Tarantino like? And I feel like that's what I ended up focusing on. Like all the Tarantino yeah. bits that yeah. he would like, things like the bathroom hanging and, felt very Tarantino. Um, there were other are we, aspects, are, I guess. Are, are we, we're allowed to be skeptical about that, right? Like, I mean, we can. He he has raved about it loud and proud. And like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm I'm skeptical about his intentions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I I just don't. I, I would like to believe that Tarantino's like a cool guy who's you know like a nice person, upstanding. Moral wow, human. you're going to be disappointed. Don't meet your heroes. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, at the same time, I I don't know any like really great people who go around saying that they like movies about women get, being brutally murdered. I yeah. just, I don't know. You know? Well, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Typically, he seems, his movies seem to be, you know, he really seems to be love like the cheese movies. And that's what this is. This is, this is some of the best high quality cheese it's you can pulp. get. It's yeah, he likes the pulp, literally likes pulp yes, films. Pulp. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's made, it is made about, it, something that also kind of distracted me a little bit too is because we were still very early on in the slasher film genre. And so, uh, in, in the way it was during the 70s and 80s. Uh, and so, the way De Palma depicted it here, it felt a little bit too flimsy, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, a little too over the top. I'm, I can't, I couldn't quite place it, but uh, it, it didn't feel, it felt, it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was a little bit too over characterized it just throws me still to just think about john lithgow four measly years later not even four i'm sorry two measly years later right he's the he's the preacher in a town banning footloose dancing like that just (laughs) is so to me those are those are a million miles apart these two roles wait till we watch uh, dress to kill at some point when he i think that's the one where he's uh a cross-dresser throughout the whole thing he's in a ton of De Palma stuff I noticed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't really notice that. Loyal to uh, to actors and and people. That he and works Franz with. as well. Dennis Franz shows up in a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, probably yeah. you yeah. could argue his Franz's career is probably largely due to the De Palma's exposure. I don't know, but uh, it didn't hurt. Where's that guy now? I was I actually just had this question Dennis written Franz? on my notes. Yeah, Franz? what's his, what's he doing? Because you know the guy's got talent. Let's take He's a look. He's really here. hoping for uh, another NYPD I'm, Blue. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying him in the repeats of NYPD Blue. The last thing he did was uh, <laughs> NYPD Blue. Was it Goodbye Earl? Oh, no, really? Yep. Uh, nothing since then. He was in Goodbye wow. Earl before that. That was 2000. Did you say even Die Hard uh, uh, 2? That was mm, yes. pre, pre I guess it was pre NYPD Blue or, oh, or yeah. current. NYPD yeah. Blue ran from ninety three to ninety or two thousand five. So but, he was Oh wow. But was he in was he in it all the way into the two thousand? I think he was. I think he was wow. the only character, the only actor who who was a constant throughout the yeah, whole Yeah, he was in two hundred and sixty one episodes, if you can believe it. Once you wow. show your butt, you're kind of committed. <clears throat> yeah, but like after that, yeah, I heard two was ninety, so three years three years prior. Yeah. Um, okay. wow. But but I don't know. I felt like he went out at the height of his thing, and maybe he was just like, "Yeah, that's it. I'm good. I'm out." I, which I'm totally well, yeah, fine well, with. Well, he's old now. Yeah, he's so. older. But you know, in ninety yeah. or well, whenever he quit, I guess oh five and NYPD Blue, it wasn't. It would have been sixty one. I could have kept going. Sure. You know? 
These people well, with you know, their stuff. Look at Clint Eastwood. That guy needs to sit down, but he won't. No, he needs to sit down. <laughs> he can sit down, but he he's can't. too busy talking to the chair. Oh, are we? Oh. Yeah, but there's a chair. There's a chair joke. I was waiting for the chair joke. Yeah, yeah always. Oh, there it always. is. There it is. I always waiting for the chair joke. He did a great stint. Dennis Franz did a great stint on uh, The Simpsons once. I just like to throw a little love oh, for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's really good. Anyway, uh, the point is Dennis Franz, young Dennis Franz, because he'd have been like 30 something here. Uh, is weird because I don't see any difference between 61 year old Dennis Franz yeah, and no. like, you know, 28, well, uh, maybe, 30 year old. Maybe about 20 pounds and that's about it. Yeah. Just something about him. He is, he was meant to be that guy. Yeah. And whether he's a cop or not, he's still that guy and he'll never be any other guy. <laughs> and maybe that's why he quit. Maybe he was like, I've been maybe. that guy. I don't want to like, be that guy anymore. I'm, I keep hearing my voice and like stuff like uh, the the bears on Saturday Night Live. I'm tired of doing this thing. True story. Yeah, True good story. point. He is basically one of those guys. But you know, to, to I, I was go ahead. I was weirded out by the ages in this movie. Mm. Oh, I, yeah. I guess kind of like, yeah, because or? well, because Travolta was 26, but that makes sense to me because he had just been playing a teenager on TV, right? right. Okay, so like the guy, you know, the guy is is ahead of the game, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Nancy <laughs> Allen is 30 when they're making this movie. Okay, that's that's Leave all right. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Lithgow's 35. What? Mm. Yeah, 35? He's not 35 or does he? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Know. I think he he looked like 35 through a long like. <laughs> He's been 35 his, his whole uh, life. Yeah. Most of his life, yeah. Yeah. How long have you been 35? My whole life. My whole life. I've yeah. Been that's just who yeah. I am. And that's fine. I, John Lithgow, a great American actor. I for sure love that guy. Uh, I will watch anything he's in, but I am not used to this early business. I'll have to admit, I just am not used to it. Yeah. It throws me. It's like we uh, we saw something else where he was very young, and I can't remember it. He, he, was, he played kind of a wackadoo weirdo. Can't oh. remember the movie. Um, but a very competent so, wackadoo weird. Yeah, very so competent. Somebody's going to write in, and I'm going to correct it right now. It's not uh, Lithgow who cross dresses and dress to kill. It's uh, Michael Caine. Right, Lithgow oh. is uh, oh. Roberta Muldoon in The World okay. According to Garp. Yes, that's where that's where we've seen him cross dress. All right. Um, <laughs> so this is our seventh. If you're keeping track Lithgow. at home, and it, when they really? cross dress, yes, is, exactly. They got you covered. <laughs> Whatever the equivalent <laughs> Mister Skin is, it's Mister Crossdress, and uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> It's our seventh John Lithgow movie. It's our tenth John Travolta movie. So what am, um, I, what am I thinking? We've of? previously sacked uh, Lithgow in 2010 and Cliffhanger and Footloose, The Harry and the Hendersons, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. That's the one and I'm thinking of. The Buckaroo Banzai. That's the one. And the Manhattan oh, Project. Yeah. He was in the Manhattan Project. Yeah. He. Wow. We got more Lithgow under our belt than I thought. I'm kidding. Yep. This is our seventh, and uh, the uh, you know John Travolta's ten movies. This is our fifth Nancy Allen movie. That surprised me. Yeah, wow. Robocop. Really? Yeah, yeah, she's she's Carrie, Robo, Robocop. Lady. Uh, Robocop. Yeah, two Robocops. Right? Do we do one? Yeah, yeah. you got Robocop too. That's great. Yeah, remember that had the nuke drug called Nuke. Nuke. <laughs> yeah, Robocop Two is a very bad film. It was, um, <laughs> but Nancy Allen was in those. What else is she in? The Philadelphia Experiment. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Not to be confused with the Manhattan Project. Yeah. Which is basically what this movie was, the Philadelphia (laughs) Experiment. Yeah. Tom Tom Hanks not happy with this version of uh, the the Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had a real mixed feeling about it being on the cusp of the 80s are here, the 90s have ended. That's a weird era, you guys. Like 79 through about 83 
is a really funky dead zone for me in it, terms of it like, really is because yeah. when yeah. you look back it's more 70s than i remember every time i see anything from like before 80 before 84 it's like wow this resembles the 70s a lot more than i remember did you but mm-hmm. did you have moments i had these moments in this movie and i want someone else to agree with me there were moments when the way the scene was shot I just wanted to go there really bad. Like oh, yeah. they're in a restaurant and it just looks so comfortable. Oh, I just wanted yeah. to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, I childhood. Yeah. There was a lot of that kind of stuff in it, it but didn't, I, it didn't always look gritty and dirty and smell bad. It that, like, that's, were, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things I like about movies like this, that we kind of pass over a lot of times in our popular cultures because a lot of times we sterilize stuff like if you watch tv this is a complaint i had about uh, i forget which couple of episodes ago maybe last week everybody seemed like they were super rich i'm like i can't relate to any of these places these people are going i can't relate to anything that's happening right now this film uh even though they had the exaggerated you know super poor trash place that i really never visited when i was a kid they also had this like (laughs) randy said this comfortable areas where it's like okay i recognize these these kind of places from my childhood mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. we don't always get those in film. Sometimes they, yeah. they, they, they sanitize stuff too much. I meant to screen film. grab it, but he's got this apartment um, that felt apart from the era and it didn't feel as old or as wood panely or whatever. And in the yeah. room is a, is a, te- I used to want one of these so bad when I was younger, but it was a television tube. But oh, removed. Yes. Oh, he just he just had the tube. There was no, right. no case, case on the outside. Around. Yeah, I used to think that yeah. was so cool Freaking looking. Dangerous because those capacitors, so, man. Oh yeah, like you dead. accidentally brush your hand against that yeah. thing and you are getting knocked ah. across the yeah, room. Yeah, they're terrible. Was that, a, was that a special effect? I stared at that TV a lot, and it just never felt no. like no, it, was it was real. real. Yeah, it was you real. mean what was what was being shown on screen was like? Uh, uh, yeah, I felt in. like. Yeah, I felt like oh. I was looking at a special effect where they had taken yeah. the image That's for true, this too. for the TV and made it bigger than the actual TV. <laughs> no, and the reason why is because you usually don't notice the 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 curve of the screen as much because you usually have like an outer shell that kind of offsets that. So that's where that that at first I was like, oh, that bezel is really thin on that TV. Weird, and I was like, oh. It's just a CRT sitting out there. It's just the, yeah. it's just the tube. If you if you accidentally touch the back of that thing, it'll kill you. Yeah. It'll oh yeah. No, the, the stuff that's even thirty years old. You don't want to touch those trans those those um, not transformers. Yeah. What are they called? Uh, Brian trans- you don't want to touch transformers Pastors, either. Yeah. Rot root. No. I did this happen. Reet rot root. This <laughs> this. Uh, I've always marveled that you and I share the exact same impression of what a transformer sounds like. We've always done this. <laughs> the reet rot root, rot root, that thing. Reet, rot, rot, rot. That's uh, yeah. the, uh, everyone. Other people go. <laughs> Or whatever. I, oh, that's, I always make uh, a O sound. Good. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like yours at all. That was frightening and horrible. I hated it. Your 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 mind is scary over there, Randy. I don't yeah, know. I scary have shit to, going I have on. To re-question everything. Uh, Here I got a, I got some uh, tr- uh, some uh, scrutiny. Let me do that real quick. Scrutiny. This bo- bothered me just because I can't figure out what they're talking about. It says John Lithgow was afraid he might seriously hurt Nancy Allen during a particular scene. Was it the one up oh, there yeah. on the roof? Is that the deal? It must have been yeah, the final the final murder scene. Sure. Okay, yeah. but why be so vague in your IMDb I'm trivia? I'm a big boy. I don't want to sit on Nancy. Because he's six foot four. Also, <laughs> also, yeah. it comes yeah. from it comes from him sitting life. on the uh, uh, on the like the Tonight Show. 
and he's asked, uh, you know, tell us about making this movie. And he just says, oh, you know, I almost hurt Nancy Allen. He, like, it's that's where that trivia comes from. It doesn't come yeah, from right. a, a detailed re- revisiting of. <laughs> I uh, was know, really happened. afraid of hurting her. Yeah. <laughs> I like this, this voice you're doing is more of a, who is this? Oh. Jim Beckus, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Cracks me up. But, a little bit more uh, uh, Mr. Howell. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a Mr. Howell to it, which, you know, everyone likes a good Mr. Howell. I don't have a problem with sure. it. Sure. Um, it, it's, it's a weird one in that uh, there's a couple of, okay, so here's another one that jumped out at me. Uh, $6,000, Manny says he was going to get paid for the job. Right. Yeah, if you were going to do that job in 2021... Guess how much you'd be paid for that murder? Hold on, hold on. You're so you're just you you just went to an uh, inflation calculator. Yeah. I'm gonna guess twenty eight thousand forty five thousand dollars. You're close, not at all. It's eighteen thousand six hundred. <laughs> oh, okay, eighteen thousand six hundred dollars. So, so about yeah. three times, right? About three times. That's yeah. we're about. Yeah, we're about yeah. three times now. I'm not That's sure that number holds up, but it's pretty good money. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna sure. commit a murder. I need some real cash, man. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you, maybe but, you could but, afford some mini blinds because there's but, sure a lot of voyeurs in this. Town. But he wasn't committing the murder. He was just. Uh, photographing well Scott, that's true you, that's if true if you just that's do true. one eighteen thousand dollar murder a month you're you're pretty you're doing well no that's a good yeah. point you, you make a good good point um, he wasn't trying to murder he wasn't trying to murder no you're right that's true he was trying to set set up a scandal yeah and i love that the entire movie hinges on lithgow going rogue and then he just explains it he just he's on the phone to you know i just felt like shooting a tire yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> right exactly yeah how many of his scenes were shot in phone booths in because a phone booth? yeah. yeah because there was at least two or three on the street and then one inside the uh inside the uh Penn station the so it, yeah. it it doesn't seem like much to us it's just like seconds but man those are entire days of filming is probably. that oh, God. is that an intentional thing to cause some claustrophobia and, and uh oh. anxiety for the viewer maybe i don't know right i definitely so the the palm is really good at uh bring you along for the ride and yeah. he does this with like a lot of voyeur sh- shots where you're like uh you feel like you're a voyeur even though it feels weird because like why is everybody doing all their business leaning up against the window looking out with no mini blinds or any blinds of well they love really, he loves yeah. that right that trope of yeah, like eight, right, millim- right. eight millimeter another movie he did uh it's all about voyeurism and i caught you doing yeah. a thing and it's on film it, as as movie viewers, we're kind of voyeurs, and so sure. it kind of it's kind of meta, right? It's, but what if? Uh, okay, I just want to give you a what if here. What if Brian De Palma right. has dark urges to uh, hide in bushes and stare at ladies? <laughs> don't don't we all? Maybe I mean, I what I'm saying is my, maybe maybe this is my two foot long Mr. Microphone out and listen to people uh, make out. Sure, why not? Brian De Palma purely pure, uh, you know, obviously thinks that uh, women sleepovers involve that, in dancing in uh, I, teddies. I swear, man, when it, when this movie started. Yeah. I was like, what have I got myself into? Right, Mr. Palma exactly. fooled me. Right. He completely fooled me. Yeah, he I had thought me fooled this too. was the movie. And yeah. I, like, oh and I just want to, I just want to give you my weekly update on, uh, uh, you know, deciding who to watch this movie with and including <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe or excluding my 13 year old. Right. I, out, you know, out, I looked out, at out. it. <laughs> I fortunately looked at it and it said R and I thought Brian De Palma rated R. I'm gonna have a look at the first couple of minutes. Oh, that's great! Because yeah. it's yeah. because it's from it's from 40 years ago, right? Yeah, so like yeah, maybe like boy, be pretty maybe the R is undeserved, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And it got, it got me uh, to watch it by myself in the first yeah. 30 seconds. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, this yeah. movie was Everybody all about uh, check out these boobs. If, yeah. 
if you remember uh, Carrie, it opened while the credits yeah. are rolling. You're going through the, uh, the the locker room of the high school, That's and right. you know all the women characters are naked in there. So it's like, all right, Brenda Palma, let's just get that nudity out quick. And <laughs> That's early. what he does. He's like, yeah. okay, if I don't do it up front. I'm going to think about the whole film. Yep. So let's just get some ladies and some panties in here. Yep. And I'm good. Let's go. Yeah. That poor woman who's in the uh, the shower scene uh, with the scream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's fantastic. I mean, she's like that same scene that nudity gets shown throughout the film. So they I hope do. she gets yeah. money each time. I didn't that, sign up for to be <laughs> to be played. I'm, I appear in the film like 12 times. Can you imagine right. her? Yeah. Like she's, I don't know, 71 now or something. She's sitting around. Oh, the mailman's here. My my residual checks are in. Uh, oh, I got right. four bucks yeah. for De Palma's uh, naked booby shot of me. Fantastic. <laughs> I think she was, if I remember the trivia correctly, she was a Playboy playmate. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she really, as the movie says, she really was hired for her boobs. Well, wow. funny. Not her scream, though. I wonder if that was her real scream, if like intentionally. No, I think that, <laughs> that looked like it was totally dubbed in. Yeah. Right. That was rough. And there's a there's a listed goof in uh, IMDb trivia that I also picked up on in real time, and that's when they're first looking at that scene and they're looking back at it, and the sound guy removes everything but the scream. How could yeah. you do that? You yes, can't do that. That's great. No. It's according to how you recorded, of course. I mean, right, they but just you got her mic'd up. Yeah. Well, like, you're gonna get the shower have, sound, even yeah, if you just got a microphone on her. You're gonna get the shower sound and all that. Uh, stuff. It's, it's yeah. that's that's where I'm kind of a little bit unsure because i know i i've never done any real heavy duty like everything was analog back then so you did have to isolate a lot of stuff well you did or you or you adr'd everything which is what most of them did so yeah so i think it's possible to isolate a lot of this but it's hard i think it is a i think it is a it is a it's a i wouldn't call it a full-on goof but it's a goof to assume that you can isolate just her scream and none of that other sound Digitally, maybe okay. today you could is, you could do it, but I don't think back then. This is this is how I would look at it. I appreciate the fact that I did not have enough knowledge for that to throw me off track because sure. I was like, I don't have enough knowledge to know that for a fact, but I did have enough knowledge that I have enough animation experience to know that you can't take six photos and make a freaking animated clip of a car <laughs> driving for like 30 seconds. No, I know you can't do that. No, you definitely cannot and, do uh, that. No, um, right. If you, can, if you can do that, I got, and, I got landed. And why didn't they just show us him using a lot more photos? Like, because like the, a photographer is, is, is rapid firing. Right. Right. Yeah. So you, you're going to have, like, you could have hundreds of, of photos, right? Like they could have just shown hundreds of photos and we could like, Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. They would have to change the story because that the way he acquired the photos was in a magazine already. That seemed weird to me anyway. I was like, Oh, we bought some photos and, right. and we're going to we show all these eight pages. Right. <laughs> of all the photos. I'm like, I don't think so. They're just yeah. going to get the interesting parts where the, where the, where the uh, soon to be president uh, nominee is like screaming going, eh. yeah. they're not going to yeah. do uh, every freaking Do you scene. think you, right. were hospitals letting you smoke in there? Back yeah, then? man, the yes, hospital they were. Okay. This was an accurate yeah. representation. So eighty one, you are you go in a hospital in eighty one and pull out a cigarette and puff away while your doctor's Absolutely. checking Absolutely, right okay. there, you could smoke it and drop it probably off. Probably not. Pin. Probably not past like the waiting area. I don't right. know. Right. Probably right. there was smoke like inside into the waiting area, but I mean, then when you, you could go certainly the, smoke in the uh, delivery, knew, like in the waiting room outside the delivery right. room, because we knew yeah. about we oxygen. See. We knew about oxygen, yeah. right? We didn't. <laughs> we knew, yeah, we knew about breathing then. I think. 
No, but I'm just, talking about the oxygen that can be burst in the flame. Oh, oh, smoke that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good, there's yeah. like point. there's like several different gas gas elements that are pumped all over in tubes all yeah. over a hospital. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I hate I hate it. I hate it with a passion seeing smoking in places that you'd never see today. I don't know if I'm just being conditioned for it, but yeah. The, yeah. there's something in my childhood where I am reminded of the smells associated with the 80, the early 80s oh, and the lack yeah. of smoke bands. And, and we used so, to all be okay with somebody. Uh, airlines. Uh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Gross. We're all okay with with people smoking like and then and then literally blowing smoke in our face as they talk to us afterwards. It's like, I still have one inhale left. I'm going to start talking right up. How's it going, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. I I don't know what it is about that, but I'm brought back to something when I see it. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's hard for me to deal like, with. Uh, smell, uh, a smell sense, smell, basically. smell, memory, yeah. whatever you want to call yeah. it. Also, I would say, you know, like when I go to Vegas, there is a memory. smell to a yeah. casino that is similar. But even there, yeah, they're better than everywhere. So much better. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they aren't as bad as they used to be. They used to be like, if you go to old school stuff on the, like down on Fremont, sometimes you'd be like, oh, okay, this is what I'm talking about. It's like everything, it's like baked <laughs> into everything. But right. it's not so bad. But I guess what I'm saying is some movies definitely invoke that in me in a way that I think it's mostly subconscious, if I'm honest. Like, I don't really, I don't really care if people yeah. smoked or if you smoke now, I don't really care. But there's something about that smell that makes me want to get away from you. <laughs> and this is one of those where I was like, okay, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. Freaking right. <laughs> but then it would get funny or good or whatever again, and I didn't care. So it was fine. So was this our was this our first push into uh like the eighties eighties TV especially was was marked with Everybody's a detective. Everybody's solving crime. Doesn't matter if you, you know, some hillbillies in the in in the in the mountains, or if you've got a a, a fancy car. <laughs> Does it, or if you know you're ex-military. Everybody's solving crime. Sure. And this and this guy is kind of the same way, right? He's like, uh, I by by day, I do my film thing, but by night, I investigate. But he's the he's kind of the unwilling or un uh yeah unwilling. Uh, detective is like right. he's only doing it because a he cares about uh nancy allen's character nancy. and then also because he wants the truth the to be out there the police yeah. won't believe him and all of a sudden it's his credibility now that's on the line right 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 um huh. well moving I, just on. Don't, I i i don't i don't think this is like new at this point like there's been, you know, television oh, series I, for decades at, at this point. Yeah, but I, I'm not saying it's new. I'm saying that there was a revival. There was a movement mm, at sure, one yeah. point in time. Everything you watched was that mm -hmm. murder, mystery solving, whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, if, it was, if anything, it was, yeah. I was surprised that it trod so neatly over the JFK assassination. Like it just like, <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're, they're in the car there. You, you have a witness with imperfect evidence, you know, like right. it was just, yeah. Well, uh, and, and even more so the Ted Kennedy, Chappaquiddick. Yeah. Ch uh, Chappaquiddick. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that until I was watching this going, why is this familiar? And I could not think of it. And that's it, isn't it? That I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's, that it's the other way around though. Right. Cause obviously Ted Kennedy's got out of the car. Right. And, exactly. And the hooker uh, stayed in or the, the, <laughs> The, the, the worker of the theater. night, the, the walker of the streets, as my mom would say. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. he grew up, like I said, De Palma grew up with all that, you know, conspiracy theory in your face constantly. Every time you turn around, you know, the, there was also the whole uh, Nixon thing and the Watergate. Right. 
tape stuff. There was there was it's all just, kinds of. It's kind of interesting though, isn't it? That of that group of filmmakers, his thing became that. Right. And Scorsese was like, well, I'm doing all the mob boss shit, except for, I guess, De Palma would dabble in that. But <laughs> right. it's like, I'm doing all the mob stuff. Hey, Spielberg, you just do feel good things, at least now. Right. Later, you can do I'm serious stuff. I'm doing aliens. Yeah. And then and yeah. uh, you got a what's his name over there going, hey, uh, you guys like space? You like, uh, <laughs> do you mind if I take uh, space movies? Yeah. Can I do space <laughs> movies? Because I, I have an idea. I think, I, think, uh, I think Lucas has got space movies. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, and it's not, it's a real dumb, it's a 70s thing. No one's going to like it. Don't worry about it. You'll, you know, I won't be the richest one here. <laughs> but your kids are going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a uh, uh, 1950s coming of age uh, yeah. race car uh, movie. Maybe first. that was to throw them off. They're like, he's uh, <laughs> like, oh, don't worry about George. He's over there doing some stupid teenage bullshit. We're good. Right. But nope. He had that under his sleeve. They thought his THX thing was just a, a, a fluke. Nope, hey, he was going to take it over. You guys man. all are the same age as me. So some of you people who are younger than this may not remember. But uh, buckle up for 2076 or whatever, because, man, when we hit that uh, that 1970s and the Liberty Bell and, you know, it's just like it's like, it's like every year we were doing some kind of uh, celebration. Oh, yeah. right. about Bicentennial. Bicentennial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were really into that, weren't we? It was like, oh, you yeah. want to see the giant fireworks on top of the Liberty or Lady Liberty's head or whatever? Yeah. It's like, not really. I don't really want to see that, but I'm a kid and I don't have a choice. <laughs> Sign me up. Do it. Yeah. That was the era, man. It and was. this this movie oh, yeah. in a lot of ways brought that back for me. So it's smoking and that. I uh, oh, this, I only weird. saw the aftermath of the bicentennial stuff, you know, like it was still on like coinage and stuff yeah, in, right, in my yeah. childhood. But I was around for the 1986 Texas sesquicentennial. Oh, and oh, oh my God, the state of nice. Texas lost its mind. <laughs> the, the word sesquicentennial was on everything. Right. everything why it was, it was painted what? on the street what is that so what did what did, give me an example just parades like what would you do yeah like, okay. yeah oh yeah people oh, yeah. uh there the was this picnics. like some parades. or some organization in texas made a belt buckle yeah i'm not did. kidding that said texas sesquicentennial and had 1836 and 1986 on it wow. and those and everyone had to buy those belt buckles and yeah, wear them yeah how big like a, were they, Randy? Yeah, how were big, big buckles? They were, they were huge. <laughs> yeah, they were 100, 150 Texas. years in the huge. Huge Yeah, <laughs> It's the biggest buckles you've ever seen in your life come in Texas. That's been my experience. <laughs> I've seen a couple of big ones around here, but they're usually people who came from Texas. <laughs> they're right. like, like and was, you know, that's how you know. Hey, Utah, it check was, it out. <laughs> I got this. It was on. so overblown that I uh, was surprised when Canada had its sesquicentennial a few years ago. And then they were chill, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, 150 yeah. years. Let's have let's have a nice Canada Day. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, why not? I didn't realize. Um, Sesqu- let's see, was it sesquicentennial six or how many years? 150. Is that? 150. 150. Yeah, that okay. seems like a that doesn't seem like a time to celebrate, right? That's like oh, 150. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's a lot. 150 is a lot. Oh, I know, it's, it's I know. Like, but it's I mean, like, like podcast. You don't, like, stop everything and go. We've been married. I don't know. It just it's seems like, like podcast stuff. Like how? When do you do you celebrate a hundred episodes? I guess so. Do you celebrate five hundred? Do you wait? Do you you know right. what do you do? Right. Do you do one hundred and fifty though? Do you do two twenty five? Which ones do you do? <laughs> yeah, it's never <laughs> been clear to me where we're supposed to yeah. draw that line. No, we're we're now twelve years away from the Texas bicentennial. So I'm telling you, if you're out there, just get your Etsy shop up and running. Yeah, and put coming. that 
Put that all over Coming. everything. You're going to sell it's, all yeah, kinds what, 30, of 36, <laughs> what, uh, 2036 or something? Get ready. Yeah. 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 It's your, t- your time is coming. It's now, turns out. You guys, let's talk some, uh, let's talk some privacy. All right. Never a boring topic when it comes to uh, your privacy and your desire to keep your connection safe. Did you know that your internet service provider, your ISP, in other words, knows literally everything you do online? It's true. Might as well be handing your laptop to a stranger, opening up your browser history and saying, here, have at it. That's why having a VPN is an absolute must-have for any time, anytime or every time you go online. I want to tell you about the best VPN out there. Easily one of the most affordable ones I've seen. That's PIA, which is why I use PIA. Right now, if you go to PIAVPN.com slash FilmSack, you get a whopping 82% off your VPN service. That's crazy. Plus, you get four free months with a two-year contract. PIA stands for Private Internet Access, and they take it very seriously. They hide your IP address and encrypt everything on your connection. This protects your internet activity from anyone. That includes your ISP, your network admins, or any hackers out there itching to steal your most sensitive info. PIA is the world's most transparent VPN. They never record or store any user data, and their no-logs policy has even been verified in court. You also get endless entertainment options. Not only does PIA work with all major streaming, streaming services, but it's one of the few VPNs that supports P2P file sharing. So you can download just about anything, and you connect to over 83 countries using their world-class servers. And there's a server for every single U.S. state. You get your own dedicated IP address for 100% anonymity. And it's available for all platforms across your devices. Just one membership can protect up to 10 of your devices all at the same time. PAA has over 30 million downloads. See for yourself how it makes browsing so much better. I love it. You'll love it. VPNs are cool. Right now, go to VPA, or excuse me, go to PIAVPN.com slash FilmSack and get a whopping 82% off that VPN service. Plus, four months for free with a two-year plan. It comes out at around two bucks a month. You cannot beat that. And there's a 30-day money-back guarantee as well. That's PIAVPN.com slash FilmSack. Go check it out today. Let's take a let's take a, di- a dip into some uh, uh, clip town. Yes, God, Clips. this had to be like cli- a clip. Yeah. I bet you had so dips. many to choose from, right? You're like, oh God, everything's yep. a sound in this movie. Every, there's a lot uh, of. I that. know it's not an audio clip, but please tell me you did capture uh, uh, a GIF of John Lithgow miming blowjob in the uh, phone booth. <laughs> oh shit! No, <laughs> I didn't. Oh. It, I should have. That's a, that's a good, you're right. I should have. I don't know. It's, I was so interested. When I wrote that in our in our uh, film sec chat, I said, "Oh, I know a gift that 100 uh, percent Scott's going to capture." You See, and I, you know what I figured it was. I thought it was the lift gal looking over the edge of the bathroom. I was sure oh, that's what you meant. You, the one that you captured in there, which is also really good. But yeah, yeah. dang it, I have to uh, go find it. By the way, one piece of trivia, really quick. Uh, we a lot of us grew up watching sneak previews. Gene Siskel, Roger Ebert. Oh, yeah. Uh, they both they both give this one a thumbs up, but the same episode. So basically, this was on an episode with uh, Endless Love, Zorro the Gay Blade, and uh, Arthur. 
Weird. Like all of those Arthur. movies oh, came wow. out the same week. Wow. What do you think weekend? about Arthur? What do you think about Arthur? We need to watch that. Arthur, I mean, uh, Arthur Gene did not mm. like Arthur. Uh, Roger mm. Ebert gave it a thumbs up. Really? Which one's yeah. got the purple lips? Uh, d- what? Well, <laughs> oh, they both what? do now. Does someone what? have purple lips? I don't know what that's about. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, purple lips. I can't remember which way. The, who's, the, who's the larger one? The <laughs> larger Roger Ebert, Ebert was Ebert, the larger Ebert. one. Oh, oh, I thought you meant. The Arthur movie had something with purple lips, but you're no, talking about no. which one's which of the two. The guys reviewers. with the thumbs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the guys guys thumbs. You're saying Ro- Roger Ebert's <laughs> lips were very colorful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Purple. Yeah, not they were, colorful. They were purple. They, color, they were the, they you, were the, the color purple. They were the color, color purple. purple. Yeah. Which he gave <laughs> I really like this movie because it's the color of my lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Both those guys are dead. Who's left? Who's left over there? Is anyone doing the... Uh, show oh, yeah, they, still, they have a website they still do no i know that but does the show air like pbs and stuff and oh i don't know is i don't know if it's still, still i don't know like uh so roper the, the show is the show is roper's still around movies okay yeah. movies roper's still around i know but i don't know if he's doing it or not yeah i mean i didn't like him and i never liked roper <laughs> no he was no he was no <laughs> Cisco Robert Robert. So like, i like siskel and ebert yeah but, uh, I, I like i like siskel and ebert for all the reasons people like siskel and ebert but roper came in i was like you're no Sisk, you're you're not Gene Siskel, you don't hold, you don't hold a candle to that guy, you pud. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason. Uh, oh, geez, and now I'm, it's like open a whole bunch of stuff here. Dang it, didn't want to open all that. Uh, shoot, hold on a sec, because now it's playing. It's it jumped into. I must know. But I can't stop the sound. There we go. Uh, for whatever reason, on the blowout IMDb page, it's got the entire episode of sneak previews where Siskel and Ebert really review this and three other movies. Weird. Yeah. That's very yeah. weird that they would do that. Just here's a, here's a little tip: don't accidentally click on the video because it's going to open <laughs> Apple oh. TV and start playing uh, oh, Servant God. because oh. that's apparently the thing that it. Uh, oh, they got to deal wants, with that. Wants you to hear, yeah. Final season of that. You watched that, right? Or was it you that watched that? I watched the first season. Actually, watched the first season, part of the second one, and it just got too, too drawn out, and and I couldn't. We couldn't stand it. We gave up. I might binge it now that it's all a thing. Well, once they're done with the season, once I, they're done with this last season, yeah. I, I haven't watched any of it, and um, I want to believe Be that prepared, this, the, the, you know, the M Night Shyamalan's got something for me. You know. <sighs> We'll see, but it just—it feels like it's not. Uh, it's a lot of setup for an M Night M Night Shyamalan style twist that doesn't ever never ever pays off. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, that's the problem with him, right? Yeah. Is it going to pay off? You pulled it off once and a few other half-ass times, and then <laughs> exactly. I don't know what and to the expect. actress, the actress in there who was in uh, Six Feet Under. The, the redheaded youngest sibling of oh, the, I like her. the family. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. She's she's so irritating that that's a big turnoff. Oh, really? As well. Yes. Oh, did her you find her irritating is, uh, on, on Six Feet Under? Or was she... Not at all. No, I thought I found her great. I loved her character on Six Feet Under, but she's so irritating as this character in uh, Servant that I just can't do it. Couldn't wow. Watch it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I will take that as the uh, that's a review for you, everybody. That's Extra a review bonus right review. there. <laughs> Let's get to clips. All right. Here's your clips, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy these. Um, not a million of them, but a fair number. Here's the bad shower scene. <laughs> we used that earlier in the show. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking there. They could have made a bad scream without doing whatever that was. That was bad. yeah. Uh, here it is backwards. 
So there's that. <laughs> yeah, and they did like it. Travolta, like like move the audio forwards and yeah. backwards. And yeah, backwards. he was using like uh, premiere 1981 style uh, <laughs> editing in there. Uh, here's uh, enjoying. This is where I like to eat my food. He will be enjoying a meal here in the ballroom. Wonderful. That was Ooh. like now. That was the scene where he was doing all his weird. He will be enjoying like editing oh, on the one side. It's but funny because then... it almost sounded like somebody eating that clip, which I didn't pick up on. <laughs> he will be enjoying a meal. Oh yeah, a little bit. It's more space eating, yeah, I guess. Smacking but... mouth, smacking. Sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, which, working... as you know, is my. <laughs> oh, Brian loves <laughs> it. It's his favorite. Misophonia or whatever it is that. Uh, yeah. yeah, you you love it. It's your favorite thing you ever hear on a podcast. My favorite thing. Yeah, yes. by far. Here's uh, this guy's a real hoot. I thought. Uh, so the guy's trying to get him to not tell the truth. Gives a damn that you were there. You want to tell his wife that he died with his hand up some girl's dress? Or maybe you'd rather she read it in the papers. I love this guy. Here's some fun dialogue of the era. Huh? You want some coffee? Mm. Good morning. Hi, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Pretty good. Good Lord. I don't know, that man. Voice, Nancy that Allen. That voice she had to do for the whole film. Yeah, she didn't. She's so not like that in other roles that it. Yeah. If you had only seen this, you would think, "Well, there, here's her one off. That's all we're ever going to get from her." <laughs> right. Exactly. Because it's not good. Uh, let's see. Oh, the three screams. This is my one of my favorite parts. What do you think? Keep looking. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Although yeah. I thought this one. That's a fine scream. Yeah. Oh, oh totally. Yeah. All three of those are pretty good screens. Yeah, they're not bad. They're better than whatever the hell <laughs> that was. Yeah. Here's Lithgow in the house. Where are you? I'm calling from a secured public phone booth, sir. I suggest you call me back on same. <laughs> wow. Doesn't secured public phone booth uh, mean unsecure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was curious about what well, it's. It was an odd statement. I was like, oh, because it's not. Uh, traceable so just, back I closed to the, the indi- door so it's very it's not, secure it's yeah. not traceable back to the individual it's not it's not secure in the way we think where it's like encrypted or something yeah right? of course but not right. yeah but yeah. i think they, they yeah they can trace back to exactly them. if you're there That's, too long they if i've learned anything from yeah. movies if you're there too long they trace you right. if you get off in the right amount of time the guy goes did you get him and they go no he got off if, right before. if the if yeah. the freaking cops are listening they just heard you doing crime yeah, like you but can't. Matter? You didn't right. speak about it in a a way that has any doubt that you're doing yeah. crime. Yeah, you you're know? doing some crime. I I was to me it was clear that crime had been done, and <laughs> he just televised he was doing crime. You're right. I agree with right. that. Yeah. Uh, here is more. Uh, here, what's this? Oh, don't ever call me again. Says that guy. Don't ever call me again. I like that. I'm gonna use that when bad yeah. people call our shows or whatever. Oh, good. Gonna, yes. Yeah, we have so many bad ones that uh, we got to watch out for. Yeah. Here's another amazing scream. <laughs> Good Lord, man. Those ladies in the booth. Why, I, uh, I feel like the movie has already assaulted me. Why are you doing it? <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, look, when you're hunting for audio, you pick out the things that jump out. Those definitely did. Uh, I also wrote. I make when somebody pulls my hair. That's right. I wrote here that I hate this guy so much, but I don't remember what this was. So all I know what it is, the reporter guy hated him. Here you go. By 8.30 tomorrow night, every one of those 8 million sons of bitches are going to believe Jack Terry's story. I promise you that. Hate him. I love him, though. Every one of them sons of bitches. So smarmy. 
Yeah, he sucks. He was a little, a little tiny bit of the movie Anchorman, just plopped into this movie. Sure, <laughs> right. He's of the era for sure. A little bit, yeah. Here is uh, I got a no context ibit on prom night clip that I don't have any context for it. This was just oh, randomly. Okay. Your mom sent it, but she gave oh. me no backstory. I'll right. explain it once we hear it. Okay, here you go. Okay, okay, calm down. Okay, what happened there? What was it? <laughs> well, I was, I had lost my calm. And, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Well, that was good Clearly, then. She told you to calm down then. She she knew what to do. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Why would you say calm down? You you want the calm? What what does that mean? Why, why do you say calm down? I think, uh, you I know, it was early to... in the night. She she said, uh, yeah, I want I dinner first. I need to increase the calm. <laughs> yeah, I want a little dinner first and then uh, dancing and then we can get to the mufki fufki. Yeah. The mufki. The mufki fufki. <laughs> the mufki fufki. Oh sure. There must Lord. be an inverse phrase, Brian uh, Dunaway. Like Call there must up. be like, like a yeah, like sight up, ha- yeah. Uh, uh, you know, gear there up, is. gear up, it's and called, calm down, it, maybe. Yeah. Well, we just we just go to the simmer down now. That's uh, right. Right. That's literally what you want. Simmer, you want to simmer down. Yeah. Simmer down. down also, yeah. like I want if I'm if I'm boiling water and I want it to reduce it to a simmer, right? Right. I would I would want more simmer. You want not, more simmer? I think you want less simmer. simmer. How much okay. simmer can you get before? I don't storm? know. It's, all, it's just like, oh, English. Bowl down now. Bowl down. Yeah. Uh, here's another clip. This here is, uh, I don't know what this is. I'll play it. Gee, what are you going to do? What? What are you going to do? What do you mean, what am I going to do? What are we going to do? What do I have to do with this? What are we doing? Who's going to do it? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? It's, <laughs> once again, once again, the stupidest people in the world are the problem right yep yeah. like she she comes to him and she's like well uh you're you know your phone's broke i've been i've been uh getting phone calls though and so i'm gonna go do this thing it's totally off script for him and he's just like oh okay all right you, you should you know <laughs> yeah, like instead right. of saying um no we're gonna go we're gonna go call the guy back mm, from a phone right. that's working you know it's interesting this is this would represent the era between for him so he's done he's a massive star from Welcome Back Cotter, then into film. He does this very prestigious, kind of small level, but big deal with Brian De Palma deal. And then then becomes the desert of, of his career before Pulp Fiction, where he yeah. has his comeback, I, right? I think yeah. Travolta should be allowed to like making look who's talking movies. I think I was about to maybe say. <laughs> maybe he wanted that. And I never did not consider maybe, it a massive yeah. loss. I never missed Travolta because I loved all those stupid movies. Mm-hmm. So he was yeah. always on my mind. Mm-hmm. Even come on, even Staying Alive yes. and uh, Perfect, dude. Yes. Staying and, Alive uh, and Perfect are two of the worst films ever to be filmed in the history yeah. of film. <laughs> yes, like in maybe particular, I just like Staying looking alive. at John Travolta. I mean, he can't do that part <laughs> wrong. Is there a worse follow-up slash sequel than than Staying Alive ever made? I, I would I, I would think, put my money on it. I don't think it. there is. Yeah. It's so bad. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's painfully bad. But I mean, you know, there was a bunch, and then you know, you could argue he's had like, I don't know, he did Pulp Fiction, and then he went and did that one where he could like get hit in the head or whatever, and then he could see things. Oh uh, yes. I kind of uh, like it. Digitation. Phenom- no, what was phenomenon? it? Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Prestidigitation. Yeah, but then we love Broken Arrow because we're weird like that. That was cool. Right, but that was after Pulp Fiction. You're right. Pulp and Fiction. Michael, where he was an angel. And, uh, oh, I kind of The General's watch. Daughter? What, what, when was that? That was much after, later. Like, after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. You guys heard about the face-off sequel that's coming, right? 
No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's Call not. Him. He's so Call far him. not involved. It's apparently only Nick Cage is the only one signed on. So I don't know what okay. this means. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there be called, I'll tell you what it means. Is it just going to be called Face Off Two, or could it be like Face Off Again? Yeah, Face Off. Face the Off. Facing. The facing. <laughs> hey, check out my face. It isn't mine. <laughs> dot com. I don't know. I don't know whether it's so far. Re- so, face far off. We, so far, we only have the name just, Face Off Two. Yeah. Oh, uh, so but, not so not just another face. Not right, just fine. another face. Some of the no. some not of the just details, another face off. <laughs> <laughs> some of the details have apparently been just ridiculous. Yeah. Sure, like like right. you know, just because it's just like Nick Cage just saying what he yeah. what he would yeah. like to do. Yeah, absolutely. And they, that could be it. It could even be like, oh, we don't really have a movie. We just have we just Nick have Cage Nicholas Cage just saying, oh yeah, I could do another face off, <laughs> and it would be this. Okay, yeah. what's the movie pitch again? Okay. He's saying he wants to do face off. That's it. Let's make yeah. it. Yeah. Let's make it. And and I am happy to to say that my Nicolas Cage impersonation is really an impersonation of Andy Samberg's impersonation yeah. of Nicolas Cage. It's really good. I like it. I like that it's all it spans. Has to be. That's yeah. all it has to be. And all it has to be. He also does a really good Yeah. Christopher Walken. Is he doing good Christopher Walken? Is that who I'm thinking of as well? No, uh it was uh Oh, the guy from uh Jerry Maguire. Uh, the really smarmy guy. Oh, the um, the killer Christopher Walken. Although everybody does a great Christopher Walken, seems like. Oh, Jay Moore. Jay Moore, there the you guy. go. Jay Moore does Jay a Moore really good great, one. Yeah, uh, the Christopher Walken uh, uh, Psychic Friends Network. Yeah, I don't understand why nobody's calling. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's pretty good. He's not a great yeah. he's not a great stage guy at BlizzCon, but we'll talk about that a different day. All right, no, moving he on. is not. <laughs> Uh, here's the, oh, did I finish them? No, there's one more. No, there's two more. Here we go. Take a shut, uh, mouth shut and take the money. Keep your mouth shut and take the money. I meant to have more of Dennis Franz in here, but there, there he is. Yeah. Uh, and then here's the lady at the station with the weird robot voice. So done away. I, uh, I did what you asked. Here you go. That's so weird. <laughs> it's such a weird choice because we know it's not robots then, you know? Right. right. Yeah. And it's Bueller. just like, you know, was that the way that they really sounded in Penn Station? Or right. is that she thought, well, uh, I'm supposed to do this voice without any inflection whatsoever? Okay. Right. Yeah. I got questions. I love it. No answers. Uh, that is your clips for today. That means, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. For us to do a thing, I can't find the clip for. Here it is. <laughs> the checklist. That's right. It's a good scream. Check. Uh, who knew sailors and telephone booths were such a great match? Check. And finally, mm. smartphones fixes this movie in the very first five minutes. Check. Uh, and and everything else like smartphone. Imagine recording that cheesy co-ed movie mm-hmm. with with smartphones. Yeah, a better like, phone. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, All the of new it. cinema filter on your iPhone, and uh, yeah, yeah, that seems and like you just go to a you just go to an audio bank online and find a good stream, and you're done. That's right. I Those... think I read that this was like the first full use of uh, Steadicam in filmmaking. It was oh, his first. It was definitely his first use. There's a trivia about him using it for the first time, but I don't know if that means anybody. I think it means just like, him. I think it. I think it was pretty underutilized until hmm. this point in time. I don't know about. I mean, it was it was kind of new. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Steadicam well, was definitely a late 70s introduction, right? I think. Yeah. So you're here to Steadicam. Brand of camera, stabilized mount, burp, burp, burp. 
1975. Uh, I, there were it's some. Usually, popularized use is usually where we, d- d- uh, you know, we we go because the Steadicam has been around for a while, right? But there were since there were some tracking yeah. shots where uh, and some pullaways where I had to look away. I like there were way really? way too much blurry movement, uh, especially like when John Travolta discovers that all of his tapes have been blanked. And oh he yeah, just and he spins. Is, yeah, he tears the whole place apart, mm-hmm. and you're and you're so slowly realizing that he's ruined his office. Like right. that scene was the way that was shot. I couldn't really I love look. that. I love that stuff. See so the first. I'm trying to find the very first movie because it'd just be interesting. Oh, the very, uh, it may have been um, Kubrick doing something. Kubrick. Let's see. The year is. <laughs> no, they don't say. All right. Well, this this website sucks. That's an interesting tech, though, because it won that thing won a bunch of Academy Awards on the technical yeah. end, and they, I guess you still use it in the tech is still in like you know it's oh, still yeah. part of what we do, right? It's a technique. Now it's now it's like a, a a choice. Now you can choose. Yeah, and if you're Paul Greengrass, you say "f your steady cam." I'm going to run around with a handheld the whole time, you Wee! jerks. This is how the world works. <laughs> yep, right. I love that. That's what he would say. Wow, the world works. <laughs> All right, let's get to the uh, the Star Trek connections. There are probably, if there are any, it's rare, right? I it's there's two. Yeah. So um, we have uh, first a, an actress named Deborah Everton. Her role in this movie is Hooker. Hooker. <laughs> is she, she the one that died in the bathroom? Wait, Hooker. wait. She was bathroom? she one of the mud girls in, uh, in the original series? I hope. <laughs> mud girls? No, she was not. Hooker with clean um, teeth. Yeah. Her one credit in the Star Trek universe was on Star Trek First Contact, she was credited with costume design. So oh. uh, she was uh, clearly a costume designer by trade who got a little bit role in the movie as Hooker. Well, there you go. Then. And uh, <laughs> better, better than that, though, is uh, J. Patrick McNamara. So he plays the detective that's like treating Travolta like ass in the hospital. Mm. Oh, yeah, he was uh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And the Jay reporter Patrick guy, he Nakamura. sucked. Or the police guy. Boy, the, yeah. the, like the people that were either public servants slash, uh, you know, right. the press and the doctor or whatever. But they, hey, he has a low opinion of those people. Yeah. The department yeah. does not like those guys. No. Right? Yeah. No. They were he's a He's a pretty good uh, character actor, this guy, J. Patrick McNamara. And again, his his character was named Detective at Hospital. Yeah. In uh, TNG, he got a, uh, the role of Captain Taggart, which is the like the other captain of the week, in an episode called Unnatural Selection. So this mm. is in the second season of TNG. Mm. And in Unnatural Selection, um, this is the one where Pulaski catches a space disease that makes her age really fast. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, he's he's the... Season He's two the business. Other captain of the week. Yeah, that would have been season two, right? She never did anything yeah. past yeah, two. Yeah, because she was yeah, just that season. Yeah, which is, we're all grateful for this occasionally, right? J. Patrick McNamara. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm, I kind of like Pulaski. I'm glad we had a season with her. She was a really good character. Like, she was the the total skeptic on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. She was on the season that the entire uh, next Picard final Picard season is based on, the one where yeah. she got. She got stolen by Morty Ar- Moriarty in the in the fake uh, uh, Jordy and Data having a having fun in the Holodeck day, <laughs> which they <laughs> you know things didn't go well for them. But um, I don't know. I find that I found her fine. Yeah. She got a lot of hate for I don't know what. I guess it's just changed. No, re- no reason. Exactly. People wanted uh, uh, Beverly. Plus, she's a isn't she a 
TNG. She was in TNG. She, so she has this like connection to the old show. And I don't know. I bet nerds at the time were stoked about it. And it's just us young people who were like, who's this? How come oh, grandma? Yeah. So she was in TOS? Yeah, that's well what I meant. Mean? Yeah, the original series. Who's this old lady? Yeah. I don't like old ladies. I think Where's it was just the other a, lady? Where's Wesley's mom? Pretty sure it was just a one-off. Where's Wesley's mom? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a good question. One that you should always ask yourself. Where's Wesley's mom? Yep. Uh, all right. Excellent. Uh, that's a fantastic bit of news there that uh, we had to deal with. What else? Uh, let's move on to the soundtrack grade. I gave it a G and B for good and bad. I thought it had moments of really cool music use. It reminded me of the Untouchables. A lot of intensity, especially when he was driving his car and got around all those cops and stuff. If that was all pretty. Oh cool. God, that whole driving scene so looked like he was going to be killing people. Yeah. And, even yeah, though, and, yeah. Even though and I could see like menace. I could see you know. Uh, green screen going on in the car and everything. It was still pretty effective. Yeah. But it also feels like we're on the cusp of having to have a disclaimer at the beginning of the film because of that dude just recently in Milwaukee who drove through a parade or wherever it was. Oh, uh, right. Drove yeah. into a crowd. Like we've had to have that with uh, you know seasons where there's shooting that takes place in a school. We, we're going to need to have some of those on there too. Yeah, I'm afraid you're probably right about that. Yeah, like a, was, sensitivity, a sensitivity warning. It's like, hey, yeah. this is kind of uh, too close if to home. If you're upset about this sort of thing, and you very well should be, you may not want to watch this movie. Right. Yeah. This is this kind is, of movie. Uh, yeah. This is music by Pino Donaggio. Um I no. think I think we've heard a good vintage. Yeah, it's a good yeah. year, right? You... Yeah. Um was like this really hot young composer at the time. Like he's in his eighties now, but still kicking it, still composing music for like TV and film. Uh Pino Donaggio did I'm just dredging my, my memory here. He did uh uh my my favorite score that he did was in Quentin Tarantino's movie Death Proof. Mm. Um there's a there's a section of that the the movie comes in sections and one of the sections is called Sally and Jack and Pino Donaggio scored that section mm. and I love it. Mm. Well, there you have it. Uh, those are your uh, connections there. Hey, look Jack at this, Sally. Sorry, time for the Twitter post. Time for you guys to sum the damned thing up in 280 characters or less. If you're on a third party app, sorry, no dice. They're all down right now. <laughs> uh, let's start with Randy. Blow it out. Three minutes of a terrible film about naked women being stalked by a slasher, and then 98 more minutes of you wishing you were watching that first movie. Look out, John Lithgow's right above you. Oh my gosh, right there. I feel like I'd have better peripheral vision than that lady did, you yeah. know? I wasn't thinking about it the other like, day. No offense. I was but like, uh, so you've you got peripheral vision. That. Yeah. yeah, is is the up down also considered peripheral vision? I know that side yes. to side is usually what yes. we think about with it's peripheral vision. Seeing things peripherally. So, right, right, right. But we, we define it. of sight when you're looking forward, right? Yeah, yeah, cone. yeah. But anything I'm saying. But when, when we talk, when we communicate with one another, when we're usually talking about peripheral vision, we're usually talking about the side. We're not usually talking about what's below or what's above, right? Right. That's, usually not. Yeah, no. usually, usually side not. to side. But uh, yeah. right now, uh, external hard drives are my peripheral vision. Ah, uh, I like <laughs> what you did there. I like that. Uh, well, uh, there, you, there you have it. I also was told that this had almost... Uh, oh, no, wait. Did we get everybody? No, no we, we got yeah, so yeah, many. We, we did ours. Shit. <laughs> wow, it's, it's receding further back. We used to only cut out Ibit. I know. Now, now, now it's going back. back to now, me. Now it doesn't wow. can see what it feels like. I don't know what <laughs> this... hurts. I don't know why this... I don't like it. Yeah, now that you know how it feels. Now you guys understand how Ibit feels. Randy will never know, because uh, we always start with them. All right, Dunaway, right. your turn. Do it. 
a blowout. You, you know any good screamers? Uh, Travolta did. She did. Hashtag eight million sons of bitches. Yeah, that's a lot. How many sons of mm-hmm. bitches can you deal with at one time? Not eight million. All eight, eight million, million sons of bitches. It's a lot. Brian Ibbett, you're finally here. It's your turn. Your time to shine. Finally. Uh, blowout. <laughs> I watched this 108-minute movie, so by my count, I should get $108. Finger that tire hole. Yeah! Oh, wow. Boy, that was woo. That hashtag's dangerous, <sighs> that last one. Hashtag finger that tire man, hole. Man. <laughs> that's rated R. I think that's the first rated R Twitter yeah. post we've ever yeah, had. That's I don't pretty know. good. <laughs> if you're a tire, especially. All right, let's move on to this here. <laughs> if you're a tire. <laughs> This was almost called. Uh, this these are alternate titles. They almost called it in Canada or Canada. It was called blow blow oot blue 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 blow oot. So that almost happened. Uh, or the footloose strangler. They decided against it, oh, but they yeah, almost did sure. it. Yeah, surprise me. He is, he is footloose. Here's the good no, wait, news. He's not footloose. Yeah, he's not no. footloose. Here's the good Especially news. Especially not rolling down a hill. No, who is though? Uh, this is a, a show where we have emails, and we got one. Here's one from uh, – oh, the, you know what? I should actually call first. So uh, people can call this hotline, 801-471-0462, and you can leave a voicemail. And we got one of those, and I'm going to play it oh, now. Cool. Oh, cool. So this is about uh, – well, it's about somebody – they're going to have to really try hard to get me interested, but here it is because I've seen <laughs> this movie, and I don't know. But anyway, here it is. Hey, Film Sack crew. It's Michael here from Edmonton. Just wanted to reach out and let you guys know that uh, my wife and I are actually sitting down watching uh, – Disney's The Lone Ranger. I know. Hold it in, you guys. You can judge all you want. But I think you might want to put this on the list. This is pretty fun. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's got some gritty creatures. Got some, uh, what, creatures, what? It's not typical Disney. My wife's fixing me on this one here. Honestly, guys, I think you would love this one. It, it's a good pick. It's fun. It's adventure. And it's a good Western. Anyways, cheers, boys. I would have to be stoned like, out of my mind yeah. to enjoy this movie again. I hate okay. it. Okay. This Deal. could be our first no. use of that audio clip that you saved, Scott, about the bad people on the phone. Could you? Could this, you? Yeah, let's but this play is, that. This is a button. great example of there's a big difference between the substance of what you're recommending and the sales pitch. And this guy's sales pitch is the best I've ever heard. <laughs> Don't ever no, I, call me again. There you go. That's your yeah, first use. Right there. Yep. I actually am with, I'm with them. I'd, I'd say Lone Ranger should be on our list. Have you seen it before no no you don't know what you're saying then it's so bad you guys it's so i know but i think that lends itself to great conversation because again it's got army hammer it's got johnny depp it's got uh, who's the director it was like somebody that that again by all accounts it was the guy that made the 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 pirate movies the same guy there you go so you know it should have been better than it was yep Uh, good good news it's not streaming so oh good (laughs) i thought he said it was on the disney uh he just said it was he just called it disney maybe maybe in canada yeah. Oh right, right. Yeah. Plus yeah, he called it he called, it, he called it Disney's yeah. The Lone Ranger, which doesn't necessarily mean it'll be on the service, but uh, um, gotcha. okay. it is a Disney production. I don't know, man. I saw that movie when it came out in theaters, and I and I love you westerns, were... and I love all that kind of stuff, and I like old school uh, Lone Ranger. I just thought this was sh- utter shit, terrible. Yeah. I think also the fact that Scott is such a lover of westerns that yes. I think maybe it was a little bit too low of a bar. Tom Mate, I don't care. William Fickner, Helen The actors Bonham aren't Carter. the problem. It's a great cast, no question. It's just so bad. How does this thing have a better Rotten Tomatoes rating than uh, the number 23? I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The number 23, I'm nervous. See, that's one I haven't seen. But the fact that yeah. you liked it 
and it's so poorly reviewed makes me think that's something we should watch just to yeah. try to suss out why or what's the problem and maybe like, and maybe i'm you know maybe i'm just conflating it with other things that jim carrey did that uh like oh maybe that was maybe that was eternal sunshine that that scene came from where he was looking all sad and and uh, uh, mopey <laughs> you're like oh that was the truman show dang it this movie is bad you'd say yeah but yeah. actually audience score for this and number 23 are both in the 50s uh tomato meter is higher for lone ranger at 31 to compared to seven for the number 23 seven it'd be cool if the 23 had 23 was the number oh it'd be great yeah. i know is there something we can do as a as a, as a community, as a frog pants, as a society, is, can we can we do change the? Uh, oh no, I guess it's not the audience score. We have no no control. Yeah, we're no control over that. We can't. Really re- we could review bomb it in the most creative way possible to try to create to mold it into the number we want <laughs> to, to get it to the number twenty three. It'd be a great uh, <laughs> be a challenge. I'm sure we're up to a great flash mob. Basically, uh, keep those calls coming. We love this, and we may get it on the list. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Your pitch was good, as Randy said. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and it, yeah, I, I can put it on the list. We have this massive list of movies that we would consider if they ever start streaming. So it's yeah, not a problem. It's entirely yeah. possible. Um, I also got an email from Ethan Obi-Wan Allen who says, uh, hey, Sackers, recently listened to the live debate on Brian's understanding versus progress expectations in the Air Force One episode. This is a throwback. And I think I found the disconnect between Scott and Dunaway. So you and I were disagreeing, I guess. Yeah, it must have been. Go ahead. I love that movie, though. He says the real the real question should be: Did the visual effect look absolutely real at the time, but lost its realism as technology improved? So he says, for example, Jurassic Park one versus Jurassic Park four. From Scott's perspective, right. I believe he was saying that the technology looked real good, but not one hundred percent believable in Air Force One. And I think uh, Dunaway was saying that our brains were uh, seeing something novel and interpreting it as right. real until we got used to the technology and started noticing the tiny flaws, uh, aka right, right. Jurassic Park one. I think that is right. what we this were talking a, about. This is a theory that I have. Yes. Yeah, I think it's actually kind of agree with your theory after over time. Right. Like it makes sense to me yeah. now that I'm reading it. Anyway, yeah. my answer would be a blend of both of what uh, both of your perspectives. No, the plane can't. Uh, sorry, the plane crash wasn't completely realistic, but looked more real than previous movies. However, Jurassic Park one looked absolutely real to me on the appropriate mm-hmm. format. But Jurassic four uh looked real on every other better format therefore both arguments were right you see realism because your brain is presented a 2d image within the technology for which it was designed until we get holodex i say realism was achieved in 1993 dinosaurs and we'll be forced to keep pace with that media or with the media on which is presented uh but it will still be restrained to a 2d environment what do you think ethan uh i think that's a fair point and that is probably why when i see something like the first time i saw cave troll in lord of the rings it was by far and run away the single most intense cool realistic depiction i'd ever seen in my life of something like that Mm. i go back and look at it now and it doesn't look terrible Mm. it looks like an early version of stuff that's better today so it's like any kind of progress with this stuff it's just yeah i agree with that and you can't you can't help wishing that they would uh go back and like find a bunch of money to go back and fix that yeah. Right. Cause yeah. like, um, my, for me, it's in, all over the two towers. It's Pippin and Mary riding around on, uh, tree beard. Oh yeah. It looks bad. Uh, looks it just bad now. like there are these, co- uh, these shots composed of them in front of a green screen and it's just bad. Well, and like, I keep, I keep thinking, I'll bet that could be fixed, you know, oh, 100% it, could be fixed, it, could be. it could be fixed in the uh-huh. short term, but long term, 
Well, you have the same problem, problem, right? Because 20 years from now, it's going to be like, oh, that looks like. But but Randy, what you're describing, you're describing the business that is remastering of video games and why, and and, but but applying that to films, right? And I I kind of agree with it. Like, I don't have a problem if they take something classic, like the Lord of the Rings films. Let's say Peter Jackson's in charge. He's like, all right, Weta, we've learned a lot. Let's go redo all the effects. And they do that. And now there's a new addition. I'd be 100% cool with that. Even if it meant that in 20 years, they go, you know what? We're doing it again. We're doing it again. Fine. Do it again. Uh, Treat it like treat it like game remasters. I don't have a problem with it. I think it was different up until more recently because we we, uh, you know, we had physical medium up until our most recent digital medium. I guess even applies there as well. But, you know, we used to like if, if you had like a tape. If you wanted to listen to something the next level on a CD, you have to remaster it, and right. it would sound right. good on CD. Oh yeah, music's a good example of that. Sure, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to slip into an episode of play retro here, but I, <laughs> I, I do think that um, it, there are a lot of things to compare, right, between mm-hmm. movies and video games. Sure, and yeah. and it's just we happen to have been alive when all the tech and all the quality is rapidly improving. Yeah, rapid I I, again pace. Yeah. for the umpteen. I've said this many, many times. It might not improve at this pace going forward, right? We no, might we're at the top of a curve for yeah. the big upswing. We're at, we're at the top of a curve in gaming for sure. Um, it's a long curve, and there will be incremental jumps, but we're we're no longer like the leap it used to be. And mm-hmm. films kind of like that too. So some of that, I think, just some of that thinking can apply to both of these entertainment mediums. Um, but not only that, the entertainment the the entertainment mediums are conjoined in a weird way now like they didn't you know when you play pac-man you don't go oh this is like a movie but now yeah. you play last of us part two and you go holy shit this is like a movie in fact it's so much like a movie hurry up make a movie or in this case a television show uh first part airs this weekend by the way everybody set your clocks to it yeah, yeah. and and already getting great reviews too yeah i have no doubt uh that i'm gonna love this i can't wait mm-hmm. um, oh i love oh, me some yeah, some PP. I know a little bit of PP. <laughs> I love I love people who go back and listen to older episodes. Yeah, I do too. I do too because yeah, that tells me uh, yeah. our show's good and that they like to hear it again. I think that's a good yeah. sign. Uh, if you want to be one of these emailers or callers, you can do it, and we love the call. So please keep those coming. Uh, voicemails can come to us at eight zero one eight. Sorry, eight zero one. Why can't I think of it? Eight zero one four seven one. You know what it is? I'm used to saying eight zero one when I say eight eight zero one. It throws me eight zero throws you right off. Whoa! Yeah. Eight All million right. sons of bitches. My brain couldn't handle that. <laughs> is that number. And if you'd like to email us, you can do that as uh, as much as you like. Filmsack at gmail.com. The phone number doubles as a text line as well, so you can use it that way if you would like. I'd like to thank a couple of new patrons this week. Uh, Randy, not our Randy, different Randy. Joined us, okay. Joshua right. uh, M. I'll call him because I'm going to butcher that last name. Joshua, thank you for uh, coming. And Janos Kees, or Hanos Kees, I'm Janos. not sure how you say it. Janos. Janos. It might yeah. be Janos. J A N O S. Probably yeah. Janos. Uh, oh, you're, well, no Z at the end. Maybe just Janos. Yeah, I'm not sure. But you're awesome, and having you here makes us all happy. Why? Because it means more of you are part of the community, but it also means you are never going to hear a commercial or ad. You're never going to miss pre-show content every week. You'll get monthly bonus episodes. Oh, I got to poke Dunaway. We're halfway through the month. We got to get your thing. Oh, yeah. I've already yeah. got it. Well, I don't have it. Ready. I've, I've got it. I'm He's making got it. Right He's now. making it. He's going to send it to me. So don't worry, January, yeah. people. That's still coming. I always send mine the 15th. I have always, my my Shoot. first of month, my first of month and end of month is always in freaking sane. So <laughs> I, oh, okay. I feel yeah. like, I feel like I just can't wait 
to do. Like I will, I will hit the first of the month because it's like I'm ready to go. You're excited. Ready to go. You're yeah. stoked. But Dunaway is pragmatic, and so yes. we'll take it. Whatever you need to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, my month at the beginning, at the end of the month is crazy. Yeah. We love Build doing those. Cray cray. Better. So watch cray for those. Here's, his will be great as always. Also, uh, you get cool stuff in the mail, like art from me and some other cool things. So go check it out. It's patreon.com slash filmsack and join today. Our next film will be, I don't actually know. Maybe. What is it? It's Dare DeVille. Oh, Dare DeVille. Dare DeVille. Dare DeVille. Uh, if his billy club don't get you, his lack of sight will. <laughs> we are hitting the 20th anniversary of uh, the Daredevil movie. Bill Biv DeVoe. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah 20, 20 years ago, a uh, man named Mark Stephen Johnson uh, cast uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner and Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell as Bullseye, I believe. Is his That's character. right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I, I will say out loud, I... At the time, I don't know how I felt at this time, but at the time, I unapologetically enjoyed that movie. Yep. The sequel or the Electra spinoff, spin not off. so much. Yeah. Not so yeah. much. I saw this at the Dollar Theater. We got there late. <laughs> and so I have never seen the first few minutes of the movie. Oh. <laughs> was it worth a dollar? Think, it was definitely worth a dollar. Yes. Like there was some stuff about blindness and. Yeah. yeah. Like how he got his powers. Yeah. Ah, I know that. I'll, yeah. I'm fine with you that. You know all that stuff. <laughs> But remember, this is the great, um, uh, the kingpin portrayal by the late great, oh, uh, can't think of his name. Yeah. Uh, That's a bad, uh, right. hey boss, what's his name? <laughs> I can't think his, of his name. Um, three names. Michael, something Michael. Yes, Clark something Duncan. Michael, Michael Clark, Clark Duncan. Duncan. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, Mark. You got it, dude. And I think that is a killer <laughs> casting. I freaking love yeah, it. So. it is. I mean, D'Onofrio is great. Yeah. Different Don't kind of thing, wrong, though, right? Very yeah. different kingpin. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's all yeah. very exciting. So if you are like us, you'll be excited for this coming next week when we watch A Daredevil. On HBO. That's right. HBO Max, once again, they got all the movies. Enjoy your price Even increase. though they're only charging you an extra buck. No, they charge me an extra buck to dump stuff. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah, you're gonna get, oh, hey, we're getting rid of a few things. Uh, Give us an extra dollar. F off. You dicks. Uh, it makes me mad. Warner Brothers is pissing me off, but I don't know. They are they also, getting ready to, to, to combine with Discovery Plus and all that stuff, which I had both, so it, it'll be a deal for me. They are, but when, I don't know, and whether that'll be great or not, who knows? I don't know. If you're out there and you're on the fence and you're like, I can only really pick one, uh, go ahead and pick HBO Max for FilmSec. I would yeah. guess I would We're guess gonna... over, the, uh, over the last few months and over the next few months, HBO Max is more than two-thirds of our films. Yeah, We're going to be they... swimming in these waters, these purple waters, for, for a little while. So. Yeah, I think so. I think part Being of it is... Pull from our wreckage by John Travolta. <laughs> HBO's just right. got this long tradition of we carry movies, not just yeah. ours, and... Netflix, not so much, really. Not these not days. Not so much. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that'll be next week. So tune in then for more. In the meantime, check it out. Filmsack.com is where you can find all our links and all our stuff. Don't forget, forget to leave us reviews wherever you can because that always helps us out as well. That'll do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. It's a good scream. We'll see you next time. It was a good scream. It's a good scream. It's a good scream. It's a good scream. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.
Don't ever call me again. Okay. Don't ever call <laughs> no, me again. I won't do it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.